The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned, and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and no one knows who the Father is except the Son, and those whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Luke chapter 10, verse 17 through 24. What is the good news of Jesus Christ? If you said that Jesus died when he was crucified on a Roman cross and was buried in a tomb and was raised to life on the third day, you would be correct. That is the gospel. The problem is, although that is true, and it is the fundamental doctrine a person should know and believe to be saved, it doesn't really capture the gravity of what Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John wrote about. And it also doesn't help his disciples to know what it is we are supposed to be doing after we receive salvation. Death is sort of a final deal, not really good news. In today's episode, we will be talking about becoming snake-trampling disciples, and we will explore the significance of having the eyes of little children. I'm Stephen, and this is the Light Disciple Podcast. The Apostle John, for one, wrote this in his Gospel. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. John chapter 21 verse 25. Certainly John was not thinking Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection is all that he did. If that were so, a few sentences could have covered Jesus' entire ministry. What about Jesus did John believe the world did not have enough books to contain? It is clear that John was referring to the multitudinous wonders of his abundant life, which, by the way, does include what took place on Calvary and in the tomb. While Jesus did come into the world to die for our salvation, the Gospel writers captured a vivid picture that the Holy Spirit revealed about Jesus to show us that he was actually teaching us how to live. Salvation was necessary in order for us to deal with our sin that has caused us to be separated apart from God. Just as the high priest sacrificed doves, bulls, and goats as a temporary remedy for covering the sins of the people of Israel so they could worship and serve the Lord, the purpose of Jesus' sacrifice was not to create another religion centered around his death, but Jesus' better once-for-all sacrifice was so we would have eternal life in Him, 
no separation from our Father in heaven. And that eternal life does not begin when we die. John recorded this prayer that Jesus prayed to the Father. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. John chapter 17, verse 3. The entire point of Jesus' ministry was that we would have eternal life. And what is eternal life? That we would know the only true God and His Son forever. It was always about knowing God, even before the fall in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve had intimate communion with God. Jesus' sacrifice was given that we would be one with Him and His Father, and that we would have His power, glory, and authority in this life and for all eternity. And as we take a closer look at Jesus' life, we can learn from Him and how to use His power, glory, and authority to trample snakes and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Jesus came into the world to give us His life and his life is abundant. Now that is good news, worth telling all the nations. And while he was walking on earth, Jesus revealed to all his disciples how we can access his power, glory, and authority to help others who are in need. And in the process, we can win some of them over to him making more disciples. One of the ways Jesus' disciples make disciples is by adopting the belief and innocence of little children. This is the part where I passionately and unashamedly want to get your hopes up. In the Bible, we see the fairy tale and superhero story is real. And Jesus fully expects that we will, that we will do the impossible things. Heal the sick, feed the hungry, fight for the fatherless and the widows. Give to the poor and overcome the devil by the word of our testimony. Most teens and adults begin to move on from such childish fantasies to believe in things such as earning a grade or a paycheck. But Christ says these childish, wide-eyed beliefs are what makes us great in his kingdom. He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Matthew chapter 18, verse 2 through 5. Our King Jesus was prophesied to become a snake trampler after the fall in the Garden of Eden, as the Father was beginning to reveal his incredible plot twist. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, Cursed are you more than all cattle, and more than every beast on the field. On your belly you will go, and dust you will eat, all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. Genesis chapter 3, verse 14 through 15, NASB. Satan brought the war to Jesus' disciples after failing to overthrow God in heaven and on earth. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and a crown of twelve stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its heads. 
Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that it might devour her child the moment he was born. She gave birth to a son, a male child, who will rule all nations with an iron scepter. And her child was snatched up to God and to his throne. The woman fled into the wilderness to a place prepared for her by God, where she might be taken care of for 1,260 days. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of the brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury, because he knows that his time is short. When the dragon saw that he had been hurled down to earth, he pursued the woman who gave birth to the male child. The woman was given the two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness, where she would be taken care of for a time, times and half a time, out of the serpent's reach. Then from his mouth the serpent spewed water like a river to overtake the woman and swept her away with a torrent. But the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the rivers that the dragon had spewed out of its mouth. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman, and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who keep God's commands and hold fast to their testimony about Jesus. Revelation 12 Jesus gave his disciples the power of his name and his snake-trampling authority. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poisons, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick people and they will get well. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 through 18. The Apostle Paul gave it a test ride in Acts chapter 28, verse 3 through 5. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood and, as he put it on the fire, a viper driven out by the heat fastened itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer, for though he escaped the sea, the goddess Justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. And now, you're up. It's your turn to trample the snakes that are slithering to and fro in your life. Arise, you mighty man or woman of valor, Confuse the enemy with your crazed, child-believing wide eyes, with the authority of Jesus' name. But that is not why we rejoice. We rejoice because we know God, and our names are written in heaven, and that we get to tell the whole world about Jesus.
As we conclude today's episode, let us remember these three things. Our King Jesus lives. He has given us eternal life and the authority to overcome all the power of the enemy. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing to our podcast and leaving a five-star review. If you know someone who needs the power, glory, and authority of Jesus, share this episode with them. Until next time, I'm Stephen, and this is the Light Disciple Podcast.